book six chapter six of the heavenly twins this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the heavenly twins by sarah g chapter six i had necessarily seen much of evetney during her illness and the intimacy never again lapsed jealousy was not one of colonel calhoun's vices he always encouraged any man to come to the house for whom she showed the slightest preference and i have heard him complain of her indifference to admiration she'll dress herself up carefully in the evening to sit at home alone with me and go out to a big dinner party in the dowdiest gown she's got he told me once she doesn't care a hang whether she's admired or not rather objects if anything perhaps colonel calhoun rubbed his hands here with a certain enjoyment of such perversity but i could see that evadne did not relish the subject it was one afternoon at as you like it i was tired after a long day and had dropped in to ask for some tea colonel calhoun came up to entertain me and evadne went on with her work while we chatted familiarly you were never so civil to any of your admirers evadne as you were to that great boy in the regiment colonel calhoun continued quite blind to her obvious and natural though silent objection to being made the subject of conversation a young subaltern of ours he explained to me a big broad-shouldered lad six feet high who just worshipped evadne poor boy said evadne sighing he was cruelly butchered in a horribly fruitless skirmish with his fellow-creatures during that last small war i was glad i was able to be kind to him he was always very nice to me well there's a reason for everything colonel calhoun observed gallantly don't you like boys evadne asked looking up at me the ones we have here at the depot when they first come fresh from the public schools are delightful with their high spirits and their love affairs their pranks and the something beyond which will make men of them eventually i can never see enough of our boys but colonel calhoun very kindly lets me have as many of them here as i like faith i can't keep them out for they're all in love with you said colonel calhoun and i am in love with them all she answered brightly leaning back in her chair and holding up her work to look at it as she did so the lower half of her face was concealed from me and her eyes were cast down i only glanced at her but in the act of doing so i suddenly became aware by one of those curious flashes of imperfect recollection which come to us all at times to torment us that i had seen her somewhere before i knew who she was in that attitude exactly but where or under what circumstance i failed to recollect the impression however was indelible and haunted me ever afterward now there's diavolo colonel calhoun continued the exchange i had suggested had been effected by this time and diavolo was quartered at the depot not exactly to colonel calhoun's delight perhaps but he was very good about it now there's diavolo he tells me to my face that he was the first to propose to mrs calhoun and always meant to marry her and means it still he said to me coaxingly only last friday when i was coming out of barracks 
take me home with you to-day sir and i answered pretending to be severe but pulling his sleeve you know indeed i won't you'll be making love to mrs cahoon and he got very red and said quite huffily well i think you might let a fellow look at her and of course i had to bring him back with me and he sat down on the floor at her feet there and got on with the most ridiculous nonsense you couldn't help laughing i should like to kill you and carry her off he said for all the world as if he meant it and no more harm in the boy either than there is in evadne herself colonel cahoon added good-humouredly this is a specimen of the man at his best latterly i had seldom seen him in such a genial mood at home abroad he brightened up but in his own house now for a process of deterioration had been going on ever since his arrival in morning quest his mind was apt to resemble a dark cave which is transformed diurnally by a single shaft of sunshine which streams in for a brief space at a certain hour the happy moment with him occurred about the time of the tenth brandy and soda as nearly as i could calculate and it lasted till the eleventh when he usually relapsed into gloom again and became overcast until the next recurrence of the phenomena but whatever his mood was evadne humoured it she responded always or tried to when he was genial and when he was morose she was dumb i thought her a model wife end of book six chapter six